everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain Us Living. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. Um, oh, it took me years to learn how to say that word. Indubitably. She's well trained. I don't even know what it means, but I just say it occasionally because I can now, and it's just funny. Indubitably. What does that even mean? I think I know, but I don't know. <laughs> That's the perfect amount of knowing. Um, so I got another question for you. No. In this series of, of episodes hijacking. where I've hi- completely hijacked your show. Your show. It's our show, but I normally start as I, cl- I consider it as my show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see how it is. It well, can be our show. Well, in any case, um, I did have a question for you. Mm. What is it like to be an, a junior iOS developer? Hmm. Junior iOS developer. Hmm. I guess let's break that into parts. What is a junior? That means I'm just starting off. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do not have enough experience, meaning I do not have 10 plus years of experience to be conce- consider a junior. To I mean, be a conceited. C- <laughs> Sorry, I do not have 10 years plus, uh, 10 plus years of experience to be considered a senior, so therefore I'm a junior. Okay. (laughs) And what is iOS developer? Uh, That is, uh, I make apps for a living, or I'm trying to make apps for a living, and Mm -hmm. particularly iOS, which are iPhones apps, or iPads, or Mac that's on iOS. Oh, sorry. Apple-related products, pretty much. But I focus on iOS. <laughs> I don't even know what my job is. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, that's what an, a junior iOS developer is. So, what's it like? What is it like? Um, it's very difficult. It involves a lot of thinking. Um, a lot of problem solving, essentially, what do you do as an iOS developer? You are essentially trying to make life easy for easy for others by creating applications that will make certain that that is trying to solve a certain problem that the majority of people would have. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And the problem is, <laughs> I feel like. I'm starting a little bit too late. A lot of these problems have already been solved. And so now the new problem is to find new problems to solve, which at this point is very hard, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Um, What else do I have to say? (laughs) I guess, how did I start uh, becoming a junior iOS developer? Uh, Right? Should I talk about that? Yeah. Uh, so Dimitri introduced me to it because he is a senior iOS <laughs> developer. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> so he's he's a a veteran. <laughs> is that the word? Uh, sure. He's experienced when it comes to iOS developing, and when we met, which was now eight years, nine years, eight years going on nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. He really impressed me with these apps that he made at that time. And that was my first sort of like introduction to like, oh, I didn't know this thing exists. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because at that time I still had a flip phone. I know a lot, like a couple of my friends at that point already had like uh, iPhones, but at that point my phone cost fifty dollars. It did not cost a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Three hundred fifty. <laughs> Is that how much phones cost really? At yeah, that time? because the carrier would pay for most. Oh, of it. true. Yeah, your phone that was carrier. The thing back then. Yeah, I mean, I had T-Mobile and. It was only $50, or it was free, you know. The most that we had to pay for a flip phone was $50. Mm-hmm. And I had a a pearl at that point, and I really liked it. But anyway. So, anyway. Dimitri showed me, like, I and his iPhone. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I've seen my friend, like, okay, I did not see my friends. I, there was only one friend that had it. And he had an iPhone, and he always get new stuff. Jealous. <laughs> but anyway, Dimitri at that time showed me, and I was like, this is so cool. Like, I've seen it. I've never actually played with it. And then I knew apps were a thing, but, like, I didn't know that, like, normal people make these apps, you know? Like, I always thought, like, you know, big companies, Apple or Google or whatever, make them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was so impressed that you make apps. Oh, thank you. I was really impressed. And so that was my first introduction. And then we started dating. And then I got a hand-me-down phone from Dimitri. And oh my god, I love it. You know, I still love my iPhones today. And yeah, so that was my introduction. And then fast forward, we graduated from college. And I, at that point, didn't want to go to pharmacy school. And I wanted to go into like... um language language like either doing like I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do but I really enjoyed learning languages so I wanted to do something with language so like become like a a sign language interpreter or like something to do with language and but I didn't know if that was the right path and I end up not really doing that because like going back to school and like takes more years and I didn't know if that was for sure what I wanted to do and so fast forward a little bit more time I still couldn't figure out what to do and I think at that point Swift Mm -hmm. Apple's uh new uh programming language Swift is about two years old at that point and Dimitri said to, why don't you start learning Swift? It's still fairly new. It's going to be the new thing that Apple is going to try to push for. And since it's still new, but it's kind of like, is at the same time stable. Like it's not changing drastically anymore. It's a good time to learn it. And so that's how I went into um, iOS development. Um, it took some time for me to be where I am today mm-hmm. I say it took about three years really like I started off doing self-studying which didn't work I'm I'm like I'm not a self-learner I need to be taught I need someone to hold my hand to show me things to really learn it and so like I quit my job at that point which wasn't anything important and then I learned programming for a little bit, but wasn't getting anywhere. And then at that point, if you are in the tech, you might have heard of Lambda School at that time. Uh, They no longer have an iOS program, but I was the first, I guess, like their test subject to test out whether this uh, would work. And so I was in the the very first cohort of iOS development 
with that school. Um, so I spent seven months with them and because that's how long the program took. And then afterwards, I sort of am doing my own thing or I was doing my own thing. I still kind of am. And yeah, that that's how I got to where I am today. Uh, some of the difficulties I had, I would say, um, look, programming is very difficult because you have to learn a new different language. You have to learn a new way of thinking, a new way of solving problems, a lot of math, anything that involves math at this point, my brain just shuts down. Uh, anything that involves, anything that involves thinking, my brain shuts down. <laughs> Sugar deficit, shutting yeah. down. <laughs> well, I, I was never trained to like think about problem solvings, you know, like even when you're in school, like you learn how to solve math problem. It's like, here's a problem. Here's a formula. Use a problem, use a formula, apply it to this situation, tweak it a little bit. You have an answer. But, like, programming is very different. You constantly... Come up with a formula. Yeah, you constantly have to come up with your own solution and your own way of solving things. And it's... There's no right or wrong answer. And that's the most difficult part for me is... There's so many ways of doing something that I don't... I'm so afraid to start because I don't know if I'm even doing the right thing, you know? And that's, like, the biggest struggles I have and I still have is that is solving problems and just trying new ways of solving problem which I guess comes with experience if you don't have enough experience at solving a problem like multiple ways you wouldn't know to do that you mm-hmm. know yeah the the more you do it the more it becomes obvious that there are multiple ways of solving the same thing yeah because you've you've done it before so you're able to connect those dots more rapidly. Yeah. Like every single time you repeat that process. Mm-hmm. So although there is a lot of coming up with your own uh, kind of formula uh, to solve problem A or problem B, uh, the formulas do get rinsed and repeated um, quite often, uh, especially as you're solving the same sorts of problems. Like as you said, everyone invented all the app ideas really at this point mm. um so it's now it's just mixing up what ideas have been tried and which ones have been successful or unsuccessful or trying in a slightly different way so the problems are all solved uh at, at least when it comes to like what we think of as like a popular app mm-hmm. um the programming part of it is not the most difficult um it's not the most difficult part of the problem yeah but but to me the the most difficult part is the programming because mm-hmm. I don't have enough experience in it. I mean with school and everything like it's been I say 3 years going on maybe 4 years. So like and I'm not like constantly like being forced to think about problem because I'm current like I don't work for anyone. I recently got like a a contract work but like that's just starting off so up until that point up until now like I'm not working with anyone so I'm never forced to solve a problem it's always been like I'm doing something that I know I'm capable of doing I've never done anything harder than what I I know I can't do Mm -hmm. so I'm never put in a situation where I'm now like need to figure it out so since I don't have that you know that I guess 
that push, I, I'm not really improving. I'm sort of stagnate is that the word mm-hmm. like i'm not i don't know i'm not able to progress very well uh, so far as much mm-hmm. and I, I feel like it's been three or four years i should at least be somewhere but i'm still at the low junior level you know mm-hmm. well you have been cultivating other skills at the same time yeah so i i i learned to do design i've never really done design work or drawing or like things like that so i i learned design through app development and i find that really it comes more easily to me because i'm very meticulous about things so i can like nitpick details mm-hmm. and so when it comes to design i i more or less have an eye for it though it, it kind of does need some training and some like um feedback like feedback for me to be on the right track but for the most part i'm already there like i'm 90 percent there i just need like that little that little 10% of feedback to help me make it better, you know? So I, I, I've always had a creative side to me, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. I'm good with art or not drawing in particular, but just arts and craft or art in that medium, you know? Mm -hmm. So design is so fun and it comes so easy to me. And it didn't take long to learn that, you know? Whereas programming, the part that involves the brain <laughs> thinking i'm still struggling so much mm-hmm. well that's that's why we do this podcast right we're learning how to explain things slowly yeah because all programming is is you're explaining things step by step as slow as possible to something else a computer so that way you can follow those steps like exactly. that's all that's all programming is it's you give it a sequence of things to do and it will go ahead and do those things in exactly that sequence if you give it the wrong set of instructions is going to go off and do that whatever you told it to exactly as you specified um so the pro the difficulty really comes down to knowing what to tell the computer to do um and but i don't know mm-hmm. well <laughs> that that's 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 how you that's what you build up through experience right yeah like like you said like this podcast is a great way for me to practice explaining myself and like trying to just try to formulate words or ideas things that I want to get across because that's what I struggle with the most Mm -hmm. which is why we created this podcast was that was the main that was one of the main goals one was so what was it oh because one was because I kept asking Dimitri questions and he was tired of constantly repeating himself so that's why we made this podcast also so other ones other people can learn but also another reason is because I struggle with words so much (laughs) like right now well to be fair English is not your first language right it's not so I learned English when I was eight years old and I got held back to in school. Mm-hmm. I had I repeated a year or two because my English wasn't good enough, or I wasn't reading at the level that is expected. I I got held back in fifth grade, and my reading level was like a first grader, considering <laughs> I was a fifth grader. You know what I'm saying? I was still reading picture books at that time because English was new. Mm-hmm. So, and at home, no one spoke English. You know. I had an English tutor, but 
choose Vietnamese and we only speak Vietnamese unless she needs to help me with homework which at that point she was doing the homework for me and I was copying it after it was done like I was not getting any English uh, practice practice so yeah. English so. is hard speaking is hard programming is hard <laughs> well at least you don't have to speak in Swift right I don't know I don't know. I, I don't know at this point. It's my brain is all jumbled up, like so. Yeah, that's programming. Mm. I mean, you. I don't know if you go through the struggles that I go through. Do you? When you were first learning programming, and like my my problem was that I could not remember stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything I learn is just gone. Like I can't retain information. So sometimes you have to show me how to do something many times for me to even understand that, you know. And even sometimes when I'm looking at my code, I'm like, I don't know what this is doing. And like, and when I re-explain it back to you, it seems like whatever I was understanding is not even what it or what it was, what it is, you know. Like I'm, I guess I'm like misinterpreting things a lot because i i don't know english i guess like when i read something it's not what it is Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know did you have the same problem with programming did you like what sort of struggles did you have so when i first started learning programming uh the internet was not a super available thing uh yet and any help that I could get, I could only get through, like, trial and error. Uh, so that involved getting a book and then copying the book onto the computer, like, line by character by character. And as you can imagine, that's full of chances to mess something up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did that. It's not like Xcode nowadays is going to tell you, oh, you messed up here. It just says, this did not compile. Mm-hmm. But I wonder... Something is wrong. <laughs> I mean, I did that at one point, too. Like, just mm-hmm. going off of books and just copying code line by line and reading reading the explanation and building it to see, like, is it doing what the explanation is doing or vice versa, you know? But at the same time, like, I wasn't understanding what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, I guess, like, technical in a way that I'm not... I'm reading words, but I'm not comprehending what those words are referring to or what they mean, even though I'm able to read the words, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I I, I wonder, is that only a problem because maybe English is not my first language and also because I'm learning programming later in life, whereas when you learn it, you learn it as a child, right? You learn it pretty young, so there was never that, um, like, there was never a chance for you to, like, question things. Like, you kind of just go with it, and then you never, like, it, there's nothing holding you back, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, you're, there's no worry about making mistakes. I would say that there's, right? there's definitely some of that. Um, and as you said, I don't think I was understanding anything that I was reading Mm-hmm. back then either i mean even as a kid your vocabulary is way more limited than um 
than than an adult learning it afterwards at the same time. But I mean, comparatively between us, my vocabulary is not where yours is as an adult. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say it's it's probably surpasses what I had as a kid. I did not read. Like I was not a mm. I was not a, a well read uh, individual. I I can count on one hand the amount of books I've read that are considered like prose. Uh, by the time I graduated high school, like I did not read anything. Don't the things that I read were programming books. Um, but when I just started, I didn't know what an array was. I didn't. I didn't know what all these technical terms were. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, something that someone told me or said that like really stuck with me is anytime you hear someone pronounce a word wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that's because they learned that word through reading and not through like their social peers or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you should never mis- like make fun of someone for saying something that for pronouncing a word wrong because that means they learned it through reading and that's a hell of an effort that you have to go through to learn via that versus through osmosis just living in society, you know? Yeah. Um so I would say the biggest difference is I didn't have any sort of pressure to learn to program. You know, mm-hmm. I took it as slowly as I needed to, little by little. Like, over years, it took me to get from the basic points uh, to doing something a little bit more complex, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is what makes it seem easier. Yeah. But it is none the more easy, you know? It's just as difficult. I was motivated because there wasn't anything better to do. And it was fun to see something that you typed come to reality, you know? Yeah. So, like, I never had the chance uh, to have anyone else that was doing that at the same time that I was doing it. You know, there's nothing mm-hmm. to compare to. Um, so that's why I, it's kind of interesting hearing your perspective as, like, a junior developer nowadays where, like, everyone around you knows something about programming yeah. uh, to some extent. Especially because you went to a school and, like, you you met people that are doing the same exact thing that you were doing. Yeah. So you have a lot that you're comparing yourself against. Um, And I don't think that's fair to you because you you do know what you know. You know, like you are nowadays when you go over those same books that you struggled with, you're able to understand them and like get through the problems that they bring up and uh, make progress. You know, whereas at the beginning you had a lot of trouble. Yeah. So. But I still can't remember stuff. I think the remembering is either either you're comparing that to like the academic approach of remembering where you have to study. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, if you're not memorizing something, you're not going to remember it to that fidelity. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's unfair to yourself to say that. Uh, but at the same time, as you start using something naturally over and over, you remember it just through like doing it over and over. Like, for instance, doing something completely other than programming... I don't remember uh, res- like simple recipes of things that I've made time and time and time again. You know, mm. like I come to, I get the the uh, the paralysis of oh, I'm gonna use like the wrong amount of something and it's gonna mess up the dish and that is going to like cause it to be wrong. And then if I go look it up, I'm like, oh, that's not the recipe that I used last time, mm. and that's like paralyzing you know yeah. it doesn't I mean, it makes you not want to do something yeah um and you meanwhile you've gone to a very good habit anytime you make something and you like it you write down the recipe 
you have a library of recipes of things that you like that you've tweaked that you've gone exactly the way that you enjoy them correct but that's not the same though i mean i would say it's it's pretty darn similar it's uh, the the practice that you've put into like making food for instance Mm-hmm. is is a constant amount of effort that you've put into that. But, but So it makes it easy, you know? Sure, but it's not at the same level of complexity or of intelligence. I mean, cooking is simple. You throw things together and it works or it doesn't work. Whereas, like, programming is not the same way. It's not like you can just throw things together unless you know what sort of things to throw together, though. Mm-hmm. I would say cooking is the exact same thing. You cannot just put random spices in something and expect it to taste good. I mean, see, see American cuisine. You know, not to say that all of American cuisine is bad, but a lot of people have an idea of what cooking is mm-hmm. rather than an actual scientific background in it. Yeah. Uh, and instead of experimenting properly, they're going to do something different every time, and you're not going to get the same results. You know, it might be good one time, but then many other times it's going to be horrible. And if you're not recording that, you're not going to improve, you know. I, I would say that's that's most people's approach to cooking. The fact that you are taking notes and you are concentrating on that particular dish means that it's going to get better every single time that you make it. You know? So then does it just mean that I'm not concentrating enough? I'm not putting enough effort into programming. That's why I'm not... That's why I feel like I feel like I'm not progressing as much as I should be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's given the first year doesn't count because that's education. But then like after that, it's a matter of repeating what I had learned, right? Mm-hmm. But I still feel like I'm not improving as much. Mm-hmm. It's been 3 years, I mean going on three years right mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm improving as much so maybe it just means i'm not putting enough effort into it like i am with cooking because i enjoy cooking by comparison that said you are still putting a ton of effort into it you know mm. i mean you are you are where you are because you put the effort in you know yeah. now you can you can uh you can imagine that you could be somewhere further along all you want you know, yeah, but I that's think, not going to change. Right. And I, I think my problem is that I'm constantly comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. And me and, being here is probably not a help. Right. <laughs> I'm always like trying to measure up to you because I see you as the standard or as at the goal that I'm trying to reach. Right. And I'm not getting there. Not even close, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And and I, I at the same time I'm comparing myself to my the friends that I made, my peers that I during in the school that I took, you know, that I went to, like they all now have jobs, they have you know, they have jobs, they gain good pay, they know what they're doing. Like early on after graduation they all were able to get jobs right away. And I wasn't able to. So I'm constantly comparing myself like I'm not good enough. It has to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that has to be, be the only way because I'm still not able to get jobs like they do. Mm-hmm. But not everyone started at the same point that you started at, right? A lot of them had a bit of a technical background. 
before going into it. Yeah, a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a difference. A handful you know? of them did do computer science or did do like Java or whatever other types of programming before they went into iOS. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there were one or two that didn't. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're better than, not better, but they seem to be far ahead than I am Mm -hmm. because as soon as I graduated they were able to get jobs they were able to get through the interview to get jobs whereas I went through a few interviews and like that discouraged me because it was going nowhere you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it's definitely difficult it's very difficult but at the same time like although they may have spent more effort like getting to where they are and like they absolutely deserve where they ended I, up with I don't you think also... I'm putting in less effort as they did, but there's just some something about it that I'm not. Well, what I was what I was trying to say is you put that effort in a different way. Does that make sense? Mm. Like I would go out on a limb and say that you make very polished apps. Like you care about the quality more than your peers might. Correct? Mm. Yeah. So they may be jealous of you because you actually publish something that looks like it's a complete thing you know so even if some parts of it may be simpler other parts are more complex you still spent the same amount of time working you just applied it in different areas so as time goes on and you start to pad out the rest of it it's going to become a more uh wholesome package uh in a way does that make sense i guess i mean like I guess because I, since I have you, I, I'm more, I guess, more privileged in that I'm able to continue sort of like my educate, the education route versus like trying to focus on getting a job right away. And I think that was the difference, mm-hmm. I suppose. Like yeah, there I was had, no external pressure. I like, had got to get work now. Yeah. And I had different goals in mind versus them. Their goal was to get a job. Mm-hmm. Whereas my goal was not to get a job right away. But at the same time, like, I feel like technical wise, I'm help still not there compared to them. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning, I did put effort into getting jobs. It just didn't work out. Whereas for them, it just worked out. And I'm. it's hard to not compare. Mm-hmm myself i guess yeah and it, all it comes like you can also say all it comes down to is luck too you know yeah circumstance is is uh, like horrible to experience firsthand but it happens you know yeah the right place at the right time know the right people and that that can give you a very different hand in life yeah so i guess we'll we'll do a follow-up episode in a year uh, and we'll see how your thoughts have changed. I'll go from junior to junior number two. Junior plus. Junior plus. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe by then I quit. <laughs> I lost <laughs> development. Got enough of it. Well, that's because Explain It Slowly became such a... Uh, what's the word? Popular? A po- a, such a popular and uh, profitable podcast that you don't <laughs> need to do iOS development anymore. Right? Right, everyone? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like, please do continue. It's 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 fun to do this if we know that others 
find it useful and find it interesting. Yeah. So, thank you. Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> However you want to do it. Take a picture of your thumbs up and text it to us. <laughs> I or mean, Twitter it to uh, us. What is it? Give us a rating. Give us a review. Whatever you do. Do the rating Promote thing. Promote us. <laughs> Spread the words. We want to be successful just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.